scripture reading today is taken from James chapter 3 verses 1 through 12 the taming of the tongue not many of you should become teachers by brothers and sisters for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness for all of us make many mistakes anyone who makes no mistakes in speaking is perfect able to keep the whole body in check with a bridle if we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we guide their whole bodies. Or look at ships. Though they are so small that it takes strong winds to drive them, yet they are guided by a very small rudder wherever they will, of the, wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great exploits. How great is a forest set ablaze by a small fire, and the tongue is a fire. The tongue is placed among our members as a word of iniquity. It stains the whole body, sets on fire the cycle of nature, and itself set on fire by hell. For every species of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature, can be tamed and has been tamed by the human species. But no one can tame the tongue, a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse those who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and, and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and brackish water? Can a fig tree, my brothers and sisters, yield olives or grapevine figs? No more can salt water yield fresh. The word of God for the people of God. Amen. Let us pray. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you. Amen. Oh, the power of words. Both written and verbal, words can convey more feelings and emotions than anything else in this world. Words can be used to express love, anxiety, happiness, pain, anger, and every other emotion that the human mind can come up with. Words can quell arguments and soothe. They can give instruction, they can give encouragement. These are all things that the words we speak can do. Unfortunately, though, words can also tear down and harm the people that we care about and even complete strangers. I suffer from foot and mouth disease, meaning most of the time when I open my mouth, I insert my foot. I am called to speaking the word of God, and I really should stick to that. When I add my own ideas, some pretty weird things tend to happen. My mouth writes a lot of checks my body cannot cash. We find ourselves again in the book of James. And as a reminder, this book was written in the 60s, around the same time of many of Paul's letters. And remember that although this book embodies the teachings of Jesus Christ to love God and love our neighbors as ourselves, but James does not hold our hand and pat our heads as he reminds us of how we should conduct ourselves. Like Christ, James was not afraid to write 
to the people and let them know that they were not following the greatest commandment, which is love of God and love of neighbor. God, through James, reminds us that we are not perfect. Humans have tamed animals and corralled the wind, yet we cannot seem to keep civil tongues in our heads. Words have started wars. Words have created wounds deeper than the Grand Canyon. Whether we are speaking on behalf of God or ourselves, it is imperative that the truth be told. When details are added for effect or to gain followers, the word gets distorted. The truth falls from the focus and chaos ensues. The words we use and the things we say as Christians about the children of God is appalling sometimes and and downright abusive. James reminds us that horses can be controlled by putting a small bit in their mouth. And with the slightest pull one direction or the other, the horse responds the way it is supposed to. A small thing leads a massive animal. The rudder of a ship works the same way. The slightest movement of the wheel can manipulate the water just enough to make the ship turn with accuracy. These are gentle comparisons that James gives before the audience of his letter, both ancient and modern, and are scolded for the rather small mechanism that we possess but cannot or won't control. What do you suppose would happen if our tongues would stay civil? A few weeks ago, I preached about speaking kindly toward one another, about the power of compliments and criticisms. Imagine now what would happen, what the world would look like if we did what our mothers told us to do and watched our mouths. Imagine for a moment if we used our words to speak only truth and not as a way to cause harm in, in the lives of our brothers and sisters, but in a way that build up and that builds us all up and guides us in the direction that Jesus Christ wants us to go. Truth is often used as a pawn in our games against each other. The truth can be manipulated so that we can gain sympathy for our cause. The truth can be used to destroy the lives of other people. Speaking the truth is an important thing to do, but knowing how and when to use that truth is a skill. The truth can be painful. The truth is often something we do not want to hear, especially if it causes us to have to look inward. As Christian people, the truth should be the only way we speak to other people. Truth is a word that has two meanings to be to a Christian. Truth, big T, is speaking of the love, life, and sacrifice of Jesus Christ. It is speaking of the miracles and his lessons. It is loving God and loving our neighbors as we love ourselves. It is speaking about the scriptural way of salvation and of the kingdom of God. Truth, with a small t, is all the other things we speak about. It is about accuracy. It is about researching what we have heard or read before we repeat it. It is knowing when the truth will help someone and when it may harm someone. In 2018, we are faced with a lot of ways to spread truth and an awful lot of ways to spread lies. There are so many social media platforms that I can't even keep count. I'm sure there are several out there that I don't even know about. So often, what we see on those social media pages are simply opinions. 
It is what we wish was true. It is what we would rather believe than the actual truth. It is manipulating people in order to get them to believe that somehow we have all been wronged. We tell our sides but add details that might now by, by, excuse me, might not have actually happened. What we say on social media gets shared faster than we can edit it or delete it. It gets edited down and taken out of context. The next thing you know, the truth is buried so deeply that in the dumpster fire that we may never be able to rescue it. The truth of Jesus Christ is often treated in the same way that accurate statements are. It is manipulated to fit what each individual wishes it was. We want to live a life in praise and worship of Jesus Christ, but what we want it to be, but we want it to be what, the way we want it, not the way Jesus Christ told us, told us that we must do. We want to tell people they are wrong and that they are sinners, but we do not want to take a look at ourselves and see that perhaps it is we who must be in need of a change. Looking inward to make sure that we emulate both the truth of Christ and the facts and facts is something that can take a long time to face. If we have allowed ourselves our entire lives to lock down and not budge on our beliefs, or we have dug our heels in on certain things, often we can't allow the truth to flow through us. Again, James calls the people of his t- calls out the people of his time and us on the way we spend one moment worshiping and praising Jesus Christ and claiming to follow his teachings and wanting to share his grace with the world around us, and in our next, very next breath, we are lashing out at the children of God, cursing the existence of people who do not think like us or believe like us or walk through their lives the way we think they should. James reminds us that it just does not and cannot work that way. Just as you cannot get, get olives from a fig branch or fresh water from the ocean, you cannot speak the truth of Jesus Christ in one sentence and tear down the children of God in the other. We cannot stand behind our understanding of Jesus Christ and use it as a way to knock others down. The truth of Jesus Christ is not a weapon. The truth of Jesus Christ will set us all free, and we must cultivate it in others. It is not something to be used to scare, intimidate, or judge the people around us. Through Jesus Christ, we have been given the ability to share his good news and to share the greatest commandment. Through our words, others will know that we are disciples of Christ. Our words can turn people against Christ if we're not careful. They can show judgment and an inability to allow others to join the ranks of discipleship. Or our words can tell of the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. They can bring the truth to others. They can show that even through a sinful past, they are worthy of love and the promise of the kingdom of God. To invoke words from a couple of decades ago, what would Jesus do? It was a catchphrase when I was in high school and college, and although in the, 20, in the 21st century we, we move fast through fads rather quickly, this one is still something we need to remember. What would Jesus do? 
What would Jesus do with the truth? How would Jesus tell us the truth? As you move from the service, take those questions with you. As you drive home today or to work or to your appointments, think about whether what you are saying to other people is reflecting the best image of discipleship. With Christ in your hearts, speak truth. Amen. If the ushers will come forward. <clears throat>